Hi everyone and welcome to Psyched, the podcast where we talk about positive mental health and well-being. This week's episode involves Mahina and I psychoanalyzing our results from the 16 personalities test. You thought you got to know us last week. This time you really get to dig deep and explore the depths of our minds as we get vulnerable and see how accurate these personality tests really are. Okay, thanks. How are you? Good. Yeah, no, I am good. I'm feeling good. I'm, it's a sunny day. Um, it's just snowing. Did you see the snow a minute ago? What? It was literally snowing like 10 minutes ago. Just now? Yeah. No. Did you not see it? <laughs> no, it literally is. It's mid-April and what? it was literally snowing. Why um, is it sunny and also snowing? Well, now it's like blue skies, barely a cloud in the sky and literally like two seconds it looks, it's snowing. looks lovely. I've got my positivity hoodie on. You can't oh, really see it. Love it. Oh my God. Love that. It's like all cosy. Sunday afternoon. Right, so what are we doing today then? So today is our, I guess, um, last week was getting to know us a little bit and now you're going to get to know us even more because we are going to be doing some... We're going to go deep. We're going to do personality, well we've done personality tests. Mm. Um, So the one that we've done is the 16, what's it called? The 16 16 personalities personality test. Yes. Is there a history behind that? So that is based on, I've done a bit of research and it is, that's based on the Myers-Briggs thing. But if we go back even further, um, so I've got some information about that, but do you know why personality tests were invented? Because I didn't, I've literally just found this out. No. Basically, they were first used by the US Army during World War One um, to work out which sort of people were more likely to get shell shock. Really? Yeah, so basically just predicting That's PTSD. so interesting. Um, wow. So psychologists were asked to develop sort of tests. So what, World War One? That's like 1910s, 1920s. Um, so yeah, like that's 100 odd years ago. And then since then, apparently it is now a roughly $500 million industry. Personality tests? Yeah. It's mad. That's mental. I know. That's so interesting how it was... Does- it was designed to test for shell shock, like mm. to see how how likely people are to get that. Yeah, no, literally. I mean, I, I don't know much more about that, but that's what it says here. And it's obviously gone... Like, because I know nowadays it's used a lot for like career guessing, like in schools and um, yeah. universities and stuff. Did you ever do that at school? Uh, personality tests? Yeah, we had one in year 10 where we had to do like a whole day of testing. Oh yeah, we had these tests. It mm. was in probably year ten or year yeah. nine or something as well. And I remember they were the weirdest. I think oh. they told us it was to do with like special intelligence. Like I don't know if someone's like exceptionally. Although they were really weird oh. questions. They would show us these like shapes, and mm. they were like I don't know. Like there was no. Like the I didn't see a lot reasoning. of logic. Yeah, but yeah. except. It wasn't what you do in primary school. It just was really illogical and it didn't make sense to me. Maybe it's just because I'm not specially intelligent. <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the, the overall conclusion. No, there. As well, like we had like a maths bit, an English bit, like testing yeah. vocabulary test, and then like a non-verbal one, and then like other personality questions. I seem to remember. I could remember that wrong. Mm. And then it just gave you like your four most likely jobs, and it was like oh. it was so inaccurate. I remember everyone laughing, but I don't know. I don't I know. know. We had that. I think mine yeah. was like teacher. Wow, that's quite interesting. How do you? To be think fair, I accurate? would like. 
yeah i would like to be a lecturer at some point my family do make fun of me we were discussing this recently how i would love to be a lecturer when i'm older and i joke saying I well that. you know i get paid to talk at people and that Literally. that's a strength of mine so yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a good thing i think Where i got go? um, town planner which is exactly what a lot of my family do and it's like i make the joke really? like i really want to go into something completely different to my family break away from the family industry and then i got that result back and i was like i am destined to <laughs> it's just... a sign some people were a bit disappointed with theirs um i seem to remember i mean how accurate can they be but well as we've seen with ours they can be quite spookily accurate that is true because our results we haven't told each other our results because no, we, we are trying to we want to have our live reactions mm. But they are very accurate. We have found out that we're both different personality types. Yes, that is one thing we told each other, the Mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. So in the 16 personality, the Myers-Briggs-based one, my personality type came up as campaigner. Mm -hmm. Yes, and mine's called the protagonist. But they're also, they're just the names, aren't they? Because we were discussing then is that they're also split into other groups called, um, based on four different dimensions, which is why there's 16 of them. So there's, there's 16 variations of a personality type comparing the different four dimensions. So basically, it was um, introduced originally by a person called Catherine Briggs um, as a means to understand what she saw as an unlikely attraction between her daughter Isabel and her fiancé Clarence Myers. So basically, she just didn't approve of her daughter's boyfriend. And so her and her daughter worked together to develop this um, Myers-Briggs type indicator um, drawing heavily on the work of psychiatrist Carl Carl Jung, Carl yeah, we did him, didn't we? Uh, a level a little bit. Uh, you probably we studied did. him more. Um, yeah, it was like a, a kind of a philosophical thing. Yeah, four dimensions are preferred modes of perception, so that's either sensing or intuition. Um, types of judgment, which are thinking or feeling, um, as well as attitudes about how you build energy. So either whether you're extroverted or introverted and your orientation to the outer world, so whether you judge or perceive things. So, I mean, I, I, I don't 100% know can't what they mean. Can't you do both? Yeah, I guess you can. I think Why can't you judge something but also perceive? I mean, everyone's perceptions of reality are different. Mm, that's true. But I think that's why there's kind of a scale. I guess it's just like your most likely personality yeah. type. Um, and just like percentages. So, I don't know. But That's it, really interesting. She just didn't approve of her kid's yeah. boyfriend and thought, do you know what, I'm going to make a whole personality test to prove that you're not right for her. Yeah, that was in 1917, and here we are, 104 years later, being like, let's see if it still works for us. And it does. <laughs> and it was but it does so. Like, our, our results were so accurate. Well, mine definitely were. And oh, I wrote them out to my family, and they laughed so much because I would just read it out, and they'd start laughing. They're like, yeah, that's, that's you. No, it's actually kind of creepy how much. So... Should we go through, like, um, so on the website, we've got our results here. Have you, can you see the little scale thing that has, like, the percentages for your different... Yes, types? the little percentages, Should we yeah. compare what the difference is? Okay, so the mind one. So this trait determines how we interact with our environment. What mm-hmm. percentage did you get for that? I am 78% extroverted. Oh, wow. I'm 63% extroverted. Oh, interesting. I thought I'd be a bit more extroverted, but to be honest, doing the personality quiz made me like question myself a lot. Mm. And actually, I think I do have a lot more introverted traits than I thought. I think that's the thing. It's really interesting when you take a test because I feel like there's loads of disclaimers you've got to put. A, part of you is like 
probably hasn't thought about some of these traits of yourself ever before and like no second of all no one goes about their day psychoanalyzing. i mean maybe we do but like actually like deeply psychoanalyzing our personality traits no it is hard sometimes you just never think about it you're like oh my god actually maybe i'm like that also i hate scales like as in like what is a seven to some person could be like yes that's so true it's so hard to like with anything self-report like that to just know like for example right now i've just said oh i'm really extroverted when actually i've done this test and it's told me you're not Mm. as extroverted as you thought and i would have said the same as you oh yeah Yeah. i'm really extroverted too but actually see i always used to say i was like in sixth form i remember when we because we did like we didn't do this one but we did the i sank one didn't we in sixth form we did yeah and that's like about like extroversion, introversion, and like um... yeah, I've got a little thing up here um, yeah, about yeah, the history of Isaac's personality theory. Oh, go ahead, explain, explain, explain where that came from, and then I guess the Myers Briggs is like a developed version of it. I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so Isaac basically started it out um, to make an initial assessment of every patient before he diagnosed their mental disorders, like that was the point. And he had a quite a biological basis to it. He basically said that everyone's nervous system is slightly different and that's why we react to things in the environment the way that we do, like everyone does it differently. Um, so he tested it on about 700 soldiers and they were being treated for neurotic disorders. That kind of makes you question the validity of this test though, doesn't it? Like Mm. they were being tested for neurotic not tested sorry they're being treated for neurotic disorders at a hospital and they were the ones that he did it on yeah that's true it just shows that kind of they've got a very small sample size of very similar people um or not similar people but people going through similar sort of situations the way that the myers-briggs test is similar to isaac's is because the way he the way isaac did it was that he used a technique called factor analysis and it's a technique that basically reduces Mm-hmm. behavior to a number of factors which can be grouped together under separate headings called dimensions so i guess that's where the myers-briggs comes from because that's oh. also what they use they use different dimensions okay that makes it now that makes sense actually so then yeah that went into further detail and therefore we've got other personality tests that have developed from there oh interesting very interesting that's really cool actually so to be fair, I actually did the ISENC one as well, and it kind of gave me similar results, but I prefer the 16 personalities test because it's slightly more in detail, and by taking it's so further factors, it's actually, like, I feel like it's more in-depth. Um, but yeah, then again, that's more what likely happens. to be accurate, isn't yeah. it? The longer it is, the longer you are forced to introspectively look at mm-hmm. different parts of you, the more accurate it's going to be. That is so true. Um, so okay, yeah. so well, extroverted. So, so yeah, you're, extroverted. like, 70... 78 so I mean to be fair like I have always said like I am a very much a people person but then I do also really need like a charge of battery like after I a social yeah. time like I do get quite tired but then I think my social battery all... runs out and I really feel it like when I'm with all my friends I'll just have a moment where I'm like okay but I think maybe maybe that is an extroverted quality because like I guess an introverted person and I could be wrong but like might be just they never get we kind of might get an adrenaline rush from being like yes which so i guess drop. when that adrenaline yeah. like plateaus and it goes all the way down mm. that's true actually i've always thought of it as like an introverted trait that we so can only I. be with people for so long but that's such a good point that you've made that actually maybe when our adrenaline levels crash yeah because like we get the energy from other people but energy can only be prolonged for so long so maybe that's why. yeah i think 
it's such a good thing though that we need we need time alone to recharge Mm. i can't imagine needing other people to recharge i mean i understand the whole adrenaline rush from being with your friends that's why i would like i'd like to think of myself as pre-extroverted but i definitely need that time oh yeah but i think i think that's like a human thing like Mm. as opposed to like a personality thing yeah definitely everyone needs needs that yeah Mm. some people to be fair there are some people who hate being alone yeah that's true I wonder what that means about their their, their consciousness. Conscience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder why anyway. people don't like being alone. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, the second yellow bar, um, I have 73% intuitive. I'm only 62% intuitive. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. So, and I guess that means you, you either take something from your gut guess, as opposed to observing. It says I'm more observant as opposed to... I guess that's because it's like a scale, isn't it, in front of me? It says 62% intuitive and 38% observant. What's your observant percentage? Mine's 27%. Yeah, so I guess it just means I'm more likely to sit and watch than you are. I mean, not very much in general, but if we're comparing each other's, then more likely to than you. Well, I've like literally, it's become like a joke, like how strong my gut instinct is, like my intuition for some reason is very, very strong. So, like, that kind of makes sense. Like, I don't know why, like, as I've got older, like, I've just noticed it, like, I've told you the story before, haven't I, about the microwave? No. Basically, when I was at uni this year, story time, I was... Okay, story time. Honestly, this just shows how strong my gut, like, my intuition is, I've never, like, it was so weird. I was in the bath in our, like, house, um, student house with a, like, bath, I'm very happy with that bath, Um, Mm -hmm. and the rest of my housemates, everyone was sat in the kitchen, and I just said, I'm just gonna take myself off. Like everyone was really chill. We were watching TV, whatever. I was just gonna have a bath by myself. You know, I spoke about how much I love my baths. You love your baths. And I literally, I was I was having such a relaxing time. I had a face mask on and everything. All of a sudden I sat bolt upright. And I don't know why, like, I don't know why. I just got really like overwhelmed. And I was like, out of nowhere. I jumped out the bath, wrapped my towel around me, unlocked the door, ran to the kitchen. And everyone was like, what? And I was like, I just felt something was off. Like I couldn't hear anyone and I didn't know. I just felt like the vibe was off. As I said that, and I kid you not, the microwave set on fire. What? The microwave set on fire? Literally two seconds after me saying something feels wrong. I kid you not, our microwave set on fire. Did you do something to the microwave and you're like, it's going to go off any minute? No, I didn't do anything to it, but my housemate basically put a, um, one of those like heatable teddies up in. You know, you know, you know the ones like that are like not hot water bottle, but got the like oh. beads in them. Yeah. Well, basically, you put it in there and it it's on fire. <laughs> it was quite sad, um, but it hadn't happened yet. But for some reason, I had this gut instinct, intuition, that I need to get yeah. out and check something's wrong with the kitchen. And literally, they were, they all looked at me like there's nothing wrong. And as I said it like that, so. I'm surprised my Basically, you're psychic. Honestly, <laughs> that's so Raven who. Um, Honestly. Literally, it was so weird. So it's become a bit of a joke, like, how strong my gut instinct is. Like Maybe. I'd like, I think sometimes it bothers me that I've... I kind of... I become so reactive to things and I don't take a minute to think about it. So I'm kind of glad, actually, that my mm. observant percentage is... I mean, it's only 38%. It's not exactly huge. But I'm glad that it's higher than I thought it would be because mm-hmm. I know that that's something that I've actively tried to change about myself. I want to be more observant. I don't like the fact yeah. that I just react to everything like that and I don't I don't give myself time to think about 
interesting. I think that's really interesting, actually, because like you said about how you want to be more observant, I wonder if there is a way... Are personality types rigid, or are they something that like change and and flow and are flexible? They must change over time, surely. Like I know when I was younger, I would tell myself, tell myself, I I would probably class myself as an introvert. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think people around me would say, no, no, you're very extroverted. But I really, I don't know why. I think because I like the people that were around me. I used, I've always had very introverted friends. Like I've always had a few friends that are very extroverted, but most of my friends, like my closest friends, are introverts. Mm. Um, when I was younger, and so I would just kind of, I guess, to try to be like them, I, I kind of made myself a bit more introverted. I don't know, but I found it like if. I wanted to be that way for some reason. That's interesting. I think, I think, yeah, I think, I was talking about this with my dad the other day about how um, I feel like we have different types of friends. Like some of my friends that are extroverted, like I, we bounce off each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like us two, we kind of bounce off. We have the same sort of energy. But then also my more introverted friends, I feel like there is a part, an introverted, a 22% of myself that also likes that balance. Yeah, I can't exactly. be like, loud all the time like I need to have that charging time but I still need to be around people and perhaps I need to be around my more introverted friends at that time of yeah. day I don't know do you know does that make sense no it does I think it makes mm. perfect sense yeah no definitely um okay so what is your third thinking versus feeling uh mine's 77% feeling and only 23% thinking which mine's that, very that sounds like me I'm 79% feeling, 21% thinking. Yeah, I'm not surprised we're about the same there. I think we're just emotional people. I I definitely think with my heart, not my head. I think I do, but I also think I'm quite rational. But then again, I feel like I'm more rational when my feelings aren't involved. So I guess I am more feeling. Yeah, that's why it's so easy for people to look at other people's situations and go, here's what you need to do, here's the solution, it's dead obvious. But when we're it's our own feelings that are involved it's yeah. it clouds your judgment doesn't it that is so true actually because emotion really takes over when you're stuck in a situation whereas you can literally like it's so easy to give advice but not take your own advice oh yeah taking your own advice is a tough one yeah no definitely um so yeah that, that kind of makes sense we're quite similar in that respect so tactics this trait reflects our approach to work planning and decision making okay Mine was 65% prospecting and 35% judging. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure what that means. I've just Googled that name, so don't you worry. I am the complete opposite of you. That is probably how things differ. I am 60% judging and 40% prospecting. But I don't know what that means, so um, I'm going to have a look. Our approach to work, planning and decision making. So I guess judging would be like... If you're a planner, that actually makes sense, yeah. You are such a planner. Oh my god, yes, you it have... does make sense. Yeah, whereas I'm more, let's just do it, wing it. Yeah, it yeah. says here, people with a judging personality trait feel most comfortable when the course ahead is marked, and that is so true. They'd rather come up with five backup plans and deal with events as they come. That is me. What does yours mean? I quite like dealing with events as they come. I think I'm a bit of both, actually. That's why mine's such a yeah. middle, like, 65. Fair, mine's 60-40, so I guess it is balanced. Yeah, it says here that you're, so therefore you're more flexible when it comes to dealing with unexpected challenges. I think I am. I'd like yeah. to think I'm quite like, 
I don't kind of get stressed and think when I'm in a stressful situation I don't think oh my god but what about this what about that I mean if I had all the time in the world to think then I would think those things because I'm just a bit of an overthinking person but when I'm in the moment I don't think about that at all I'm like that's the priority this is the priority no literally same honestly because when I um when I'm doing when I'm in the midst of it it's like I'm I'm ready I can help I can sort it like a problem like I like I'm like solving problems but I like yeah I like solving problems but I like to solve them as they come I guess you like to plan for the problems yes that's a positive trait though you should plan for problems and I should probably take a page out of your book (laughs) no but if we're gonna talk about this is actually linked to we haven't done a quote of the week but this could be it because I've just thought of one I say somewhere and I think actually to be fair I think I might have told you this before but I might not have if you overthink or over plan you are putting yourself through the stress twice yes we've told each other this before that's so true if you overthink something you Mm. are putting yourself through it twice because you don't even know if it's gonna happen yet Mm. yeah exactly like if for example you're worried you could be in a relationship and like what if we break up i was like well if you do break up you've wasted time thinking about the breakup and actually going through the breakup whereas if you take it as it comes then you'll deal with it once and not put yourself through the trauma twice which i i definitely do have a problem with i think like as well like in everyday situations like exams for example instead of thinking oh my god i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail well for starters if you tell yourself you're gonna fail you're gonna self-fulfilling prophecy yeah yeah like if you tell yourself you're gonna smash it you're more likely i'm not saying that that means you will but you're more likely to smash it if you Mm. tell yourself this is kind of silly but i guess it applies have you in have you seen of course you've seen it um zach and cody Oh, 100%. I binge-watched it in the beginning of lockdown last so year. So did again. I, when Disney Plus came out. Oh, I yeah. I watched the full thing with Shame. my sister. Anyway, so there's this one part. It's actually Sweet Life on Deck. It's the newer one. Oh, and yeah. basically, it's where London isn't doing well at school. So Maddie... Oh, maybe it was... Dark and Gray. Oh, no, Bailey... Sorry, Bailey, the newer one. Yeah. yeah ba- anyway, so the character basically helps the dumb character try to do well. But she's like, I don't know how I'm going to tutor her. This is really hard. So what she did instead was she literally filled up a little bottle of water, like a little squirty little bottle of water, and like added some of her own perfume to it and mm. said, take this perfume. I did it in science class. It's going to make you smart. And London's like, what do you want about? And she's like, no, seriously, you spray this on yourself. You will do better. Like, it's facts. Like, oh, wow. do it. And she was like, okay, whatever, it kind of stinks, but I'll spray it on myself. Mm-hmm. And Cody, I think, no, which one's the smarter one? Yeah. Uh, Cody, yeah, Cody. yeah, Cody. <laughs> so anyway, he basically was like, well, that's never going to work. And she was like, well, we'll see. And it worked. She literally got a C plus. And I, I just remember the scene in my head, like Cody was like, you got a C plus? Like, oh my God. And it was so funny oh, wow. because it's purely a case of she just, she believed in the fact that it would work and it worked. Mm. and I think that kind of links to this because if you tell yourself it's not gonna work I mean I know that's kind of a silly example because it's a Disney show it's like the fake it till you make it if you don't believe it you've just got to go in there and like pretend that you're confident and people will believe it more than if you can go through with it you're so right because if you tell yourself something enough times you will eventually start to believe it no you're so right no definitely that is all confidence is like we are just I guess it's a little bit philosophical but we everything that we see around us 
Mm. is because we perceive it to be that way. If we look in the mirror and you tell yourself, ew, I look ugly, Mm. then you're going to believe that. And then your perception of reality is going to be that everyone else thinks you look ugly. But if you tell yourself, do you know what? I look fit. I look great. Then (laughs) your perception of your reality is that you are good looking. And then your brain, instead of saying, okay, you think that, but no one else does, eventually, Mm. because your brain has its own perception of like, you think you look really great today, Mm. then they'll it'll make other people, and it won't make other people think you look great, but do you see what I'm trying to say? Well, Sorry, yeah, but confidence saying. is attractive though. And I, I do agree with that. True. I've got a quote above my bed that says, change your thoughts and you change your world. Because I genuinely yes. think that mindset is so important in living a happy life because you can, uh, like, obviously it is easier for some people than others and it depends on you. But I do think that training your brain to rewire to thinking in a positive mindset is possible. Yeah. And they've done so much research into it that like choosing to think negatively is going to more likely result. And also it's more like what you look out for. If you look for the positives, you're gonna find them. But if you look for the negatives, you're gonna find them as well. It's like what your focus is. I think some people can't help that. So for example, people with depression, their minds are of course, yeah. It's a wiring thing, isn't it? But I think, I understand your point when you say that it's possible to change it. Like, yeah, actually I did read somewhere. I don't know how real this is. I don't know where the source was and how accurate it is, but our brains are wired to be negative and that's why we it's a survival react. Technique. Yeah, like that's why we react to pro- positivity in like it makes us happy because it's new. Mm. Yeah, no, I read that somewhere. I think I saw a TED talk or something on it about how it's because it's like an evolutionary response to if you prepare for the negative, then you're more likely to survive because you've prepared, you've looked out um for all possibilities that could go wrong and you prepare for it a bit like someone that a bit like my personality type that judges and plans evolutionary that's that's evolutionary i'm just more revolutionized i don't think about that i just think you know what let's wing it no i think i'm I'm basically it's still working like a caveman (laughs) no literally no but yeah so it's like no but you're right no of course i i think i think but i think something that i've just said i think three times um the module I'm doing at the moment on psychological therapies um, as one of my discovery modules at uni is literally about um, all different types of therapies and how they work. And CBT, which is most recommended by the NHS, is, is kind of works on changing thought patterns. The cognitive side of it is literally um, trying to get you to give evidence to see whether it's your thought process or if you've got evidence for your thought process and how changing that. And I think CBT can be a controversial topic for people that have received it through the NHS. Um, but I think the initial ideas of it make sense. Do you, does, that, does that make sense? Yes, no, I agree with you. Mm. So I, I think the other uh, principles are, but... Um, I've never, if I'm honest, I, I have never been through it through cams or anything like that, so I don't know. Not but I, I, I do, from a outsider's perspective, I can understand how it could work. Um, but it gets mixed reviews, definitely. Um, it definitely does get mixed reviews. I know of people who have said that it didn't work for them and they yeah. hated it. But I've also read a lot of like articles and things like that about how therapy doesn't... It doesn't work overnight and you're going to probably feel quite overwhelmed. And Mm -hmm. I think that's people don't realise that about therapy. They go in thinking this is going to solve all my problems. Whereas actually it's it's a bit like you have to kind of Mm. 
it gets worse before it gets better. Oh yeah, because you've got to put all your cards on the table. Which exactly, like hurt. that's not an easy thing to no. do. It's quite a hurtful, like painful yeah. experience to talk about the things that you want to talk about, your deep insecurities, the mm. things that are making you anxious, the things that, whether they make sense or not, at the end of the day, if you're feeling depressed or anxious about something, mm. like it's there and you need to talk about it. And mm. talking about it for an hour, that can be kind of stressful, mm-hmm. but it's important to get it out. And then it's what you do with that information. Mm-hmm. It's but the feeling of vulnerability as well isn't it like some people don't like to put on the cards all their cards on the table because it makes them feel vulnerable and um which can make them feel worse but sometimes by getting it out I guess you learn to train yourself to not feel as attacked when you feel vulnerable yeah I guess it's just a practice thing you have to learn to not be defensive and be like you know Mm. what you know and also you can try to help someone as much as you want like as a therapist Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not a therapist obviously but (laughs) I imagine a therapist can only do so much. Yes, yeah, no, exactly. It's got to be kind of, that's why they say the relationship is really important because it's got to be a two-sided thing. Like, and that's why it's important to find a therapist that works for you because then you get Mm. the person that, um, you know, has the balance with you and then you give them something, like, for example, homework is a big thing in therapy uh, where they give you something to do and you give them something back by completing a task and then you work back and forth and gather a good relationship. Um, Mm. Because like you said, the therapist can only do so much. in in some circumstances, yeah, no, definitely, I agree. I feel like we've definitely gone on a tangent, but a very interesting one on that, as usual. Definitely a tangent. I think it's really interesting. Oh yeah, that. no, and I think I didn't know what the judging and prospecting thing meant, so now I know. I'm very intrigued. Um, I only have one box left for that. Do you have another one? Or is that just on mine? Identity. Yes. Is that the assertive versus turbulent one? Yeah. Yeah. What does yours say? Why am I 78% turbulent? I'm 61, so I'm more that way as well. What does that mean? Why am I turbulent? I don't know what that means. Assertive or turbulent. So I guess if you're assertive, you're more like to take charge. But turbulent gives me the impression of just straight up unstable. No, I think it's more like... um, I think it's more about whether you oh I don't, I don't know i'm guessing let me read the it. trait underpins all others showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions oh. okay so i guess assertive would then be you are very confident in the decisions you make and turbulent is not really but i'm going to go for it anyway and actually that makes sense i think yes i think okay, i do tend sense. to kind of think that way where it's like i'm not sure if this is 100 percent right but we're mm. going to go with it but i guess that makes sense because you're more of a think before you act person anywhere as opposed to me which is what we saw in the other one yeah the differences so differ yeah that makes sense that i'm more turbulent because i'm more likely to just kind of do now think later whereas you prefer to think first yeah that's true actually and it, it, i've also read here that it says um 80 oh well this this article i found is actually more specific to my personality type in general but it says that it actually has to do with self-confidence which is interesting because um it says that assertive Ooh. um trait is more self-confident than a turbulent turbulent but it says that it's actually as opposed to it literally being high self-esteem versus low self-esteem it's that a turbulent personality type is more likely to have it waver depending on circumstances which i guess is kind of true wait have what waver like so that your self-confidence your self-confidence so for yeah, example i think that's not yeah i'd say that's pretty accurate I, I think, think if i yeah. get new information i kind of panic 
Mm. I kind of panic and I think, oh my God, maybe I, I start to question myself. Yeah. But I guess maybe you just question yourself less. But that's a really positive thing. Like you have the ability to be like, do you know what? No, I have more faith in myself, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. You my, have more faith in yourself. My personality description says that in more detail, my one of my weaknesses is a wavering self-esteem. And at first I was like, I don't know. Because like in general, I wouldn't say I'm like, some people say like someone seems insecure. For example, they might be like shy. Oh, I suppose if they're very okay. or like or like quite defensive or something like that. Mm. There's a stereotype of insecurity yeah. being kind of shy, defensive, perhaps. And at first, I was like, I don't really fit either of those boxes. But then again, like you said, in some cases, I I do perhaps care a little bit more about what people think of me than I care to admit to myself. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It, it just depends. But then also, I feel like sometimes. I also don't care what someone thinks about me if if my personal opinion overrides it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I suppose it depends how much we believe in our own opinions. But that's kind of normal though, isn't it? Like if you are encountered with an opinion that maybe doesn't... Like you weren't that 100% on it anyway. And then you Mm. get a piece of information that makes you less likely to believe your own opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Do you want to tell me about your strengths and weaknesses then? Sure. I think as a main character, as a main character, the protagonist, I feel like um, I found this quite um, compliment. Like I would say, yes, it's true, but it also is kind of like some. You know, when someone gives you a compliment, you're like, oh my god, thank you. Like this yeah. makes me feel really happy about myself, and like I can kind of agree. But the way they've worded it makes me feel happy. I don't know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know when we're all our, we're all our own worst critics, but when someone yeah. explains like my traits which i agree with in such a positive way i was like oh stop thanks um, stop no, keep going. <laughs> um but yeah so it basically it says i'm tolerant so i'm good at working in a team and learning okay. other people's opinions i would say so i would say i'm quite tolerant i don't not accept people and i, I like think you are yeah yeah i would agree with that reliable um always be counted on to see it through i would like to think i'm reliable i tend to I'm I'm a good secret keeper. I would say I'm good trustworthy and people come to me when they need to, but mm-hmm. I guess that means I'm reliable. Charismatic, I would say so. I'm good at That was um, mine too. I got charismatic. I know yeah. it makes I guess that's probably in the area that we are the most similar in in that respect. Um I don't know if I class myself this isn't a negative thing about me. Um like I'm not kind of trash talking myself. I just I don't know if charisma is what I would use to describe myself. Like, when I, I think of someone so. charismatic, I think of Loki psychopath. Not to say that you are a Oh, my God, But no, when I think yeah. of charismatic, I think of, like, they walk into a room and everybody loves them. I was thinking... I, I don't know yeah. if... Uh, I don't know. What do I you take that more as charming as opposed to Oh, would you say I'm charming? No, no, I would say you're more charismatic than charming. I would say charming's more that kind of... Oh, psychopath. of Ted Bundy vibes. <laughs> not saying that if yeah. anyone listening has been con- called charming i'm sure they're not yeah that doesn't like mean that. you are um, a serial killer but they have there has been said that like a lot of people would like said to be more charming whereas i would say more charismatic oh, yeah. but then yeah i guess it goes hand in hand um i don't i didn't initially think of it in a negative light but i can see what you mean um it says here that i'm, I'm able to shift my tone and manner to reflect the needs of the audience while still yeah. maintaining my own voice which i think goes back to what we were saying earlier about kind of being able to like bal- mix with both introverts and extroverts and like reading yeah. the room <laughs> like it's so important to read the room yeah um 
I also said um, I'm altruistic. So I'm altruistic. What does that like mean? Like selfless. I like to think so. Like I want. To I be, think you're a pretty selfless person. Yeah. I would like to be a counselor. I would like to help people. My life goal. This sounds really cheesy, but like is literally to help people. Like I kind of feel. Yeah, like exactly. That's yeah. my life goal. So I guess that makes me selfless. Like, yeah. thank you. Um, that is a selfless thing to want to do in life. Not everyone wants to do that. Honestly, I was talking about this with my mum the other day because I was saying about how like I have like a desperate. Like, I believe I am naturally selfless, but I think sometimes it can be to my detriment sometimes as well when I'm trying so hard to be selfless that I oversubscribe myself, like, a little bit. And it actually says that as one of my weaknesses, where I'm trying so desperately to help myself that I don't... I can burn... Not help myself, help other people. Help others that 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 kind of you out. And I do get that. But I think... This is deep. I think that it stems from when I was in junior school, one teacher like obviously won't be listening to this so I can kind of bait them out called me a selfish brat <gasps> horrible it no. was really mean called me a selfish brat because it was my birthday and they were offered chocolates and I picked it out of the box first but I was told to because it was my birthday very weird um so I was told I was a selfish brat um for doing for that. choosing first yeah and for uh, she was telling me off for talking in class and then she goes do you know what really annoys me is that you always put yourself first and you're a selfish brat and was giving this list of reasons why i was a, a selfish child and i think that stuck with me and i tried so desperately to like prove that i'm not like i thought about it the other day i don't know whether God, that's just God a small smack, level of that trauma. teacher she was yeah it wasn't very nice I think sometimes when we're told something when we're younger that we don't mm. believe within ourselves, mm. it forces us to want to change that. So yeah. taking the example of that teacher that told you that you're a selfish brat, which you're not. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. Hopefully you Thanks. know that by now, but you're not. <laughs> um, but I think that's just an example of you don't believe that within yourself. So when you were told that, it made you mm. panic a bit and go, but I'm not like that. So now yeah. I'm going to go out of my way to improve it. To prove to myself and others that I'm not like that. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely agree. I think I do have an element of like when I'm feeling low, instead of sometimes, all the time, ad- instead of addressing directly myself, I'll try and help other people because by proving that I'm being oh my god, I do that. That I feel better about myself. Myself is yeah. Sometimes up. if I want yeah. to avoid something in my life, mm. if I help them, I'll feel like I've been productive. I'm the same. I am literally... I don't know why I whispered that. I am exactly the same. I'm the same. I'm the same. <laughs> that was kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, no, I am literally the same. I do the exact same thing and I just feel the need to like do it to kind of uh, prove that one teacher who I've not seen since I was... it was I was 11. It was year six. So yeah, it says here that I can be too selfless in terms of weaknesses... Mm-hmm too sensitive yes <laughs> um struggle to make tough decisions i can sit on the fence because i really? do often see both so- i can be either very opinionated or or sit on the sen- fence it really depends on what it is if, if if the people pleaser in me sits on the fence most of the time if it's not worth it pick your battle sort of thing like i'm not gonna bother yeah i'm just gonna sit on the fence whereas if it's like something i'm really passionate about then i'm very opinionated does that Interesting. make sense? Interesting. Yeah, that's fair enough. But if it's literally like, even if I really mind, I'd be like, but I don't mind. But I do probably mind. But I've said I don't mind because yeah, I'd rather. I guess that's chill. just a politeness thing. Yeah. No, I get that. 
but yeah they were my strength and weaknesses what what sort of stuff do you gather from yours uh so mine said that i'm fiercely independent and much more than stability and security i crave creativity and freedom i'd say Mm. that's quite accurate i think i do i would prefer creativity and freedom than stability and security not Mm. sure if that's the most positive thing but i can put a positive spin on it because i think i I am quite creative i think that's something that i was always better at when i was younger as opposed to Mm. maths (laughs) yeah no just having a more creative side to yourself that's all right yeah like creative writing was so fun to me oh my god loved creative writing so much and then you write at the end it was all a dream it was all a dream it was only just a dream no i i I know exactly what you mean and you do seem like quite a creative person like you do go for like creative tasks and stuff oh my god yeah i'd much rather do a creative task than one where i have to sit there and yeah like i like being creative in the sense that i don't like the reason I like psychology so much and the reason I love my degree is because there's no right answer. Yeah. I love that. I love the freedom of being able to say, well, it could be this, it could be this, and then be like, okay, but why is it this? Why is it that we do this instead of this? Well, then here's take into account these factors and all of this stuff, as opposed to it being like, here's an equation. There is only one way to do this equation. You could do it another way. Do you know what my dad, the analogy that he uses, mm-hmm. you could itch your nose by lifting your hand to your nose or you can wrap your arm all the way around your head and itch it that way. You'll still get the same conclusion. You just did it in a more difficult way. Wow, that's a really So he uses that analogy. with Matt. He's like, you did it. Like you literally, he'll be like, you did this. And then he'll itch his nose like really stupidly. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, right. Anyway. Um, no, that's so really yes. interesting. Because I think like, do you remember that other psychological test we did in A level, which is like the left brain versus right brain, which is like logic versus yeah. creativity? Mine is well creative. I am so in the middle because obviously I'm doing a music degree, but I'm very mathematically brained. And actually, you do enjoy maths, like you did ma- at A level, didn't you? Yeah, I really like it. And uh, maths and music is a really, really common um, uh, joint honours at many unis um because people tend to have a middle middle brain in that respect but that's really interesting that i like having an answer i don't like um oh no see i don't i like questioning everything see no i do but then i also like if it's like exams i like a i like a multiple choice i like a yes or no i don't like an open to interpretation essay i I don't know (sighs) no i do see yeah no gives me the ability to talk more true I can see that, but I don't. I find that also more of a reason for people to disagree with me. I don't know. You like to be right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God, I need to be. Yeah, it's, that's a problem. Really? Would you say you need to be right all the time? I think. I think that that has more. a really negative connotation. It doesn't mean that you get annoyed at people when they don't agree with you, but it gives you a bit of satisfaction inside. I know people that are more like that than I am. Therefore, I wouldn't say I'm that really like that anymore because, like I said, I back down. Like if it's not worth it, like yeah, who cares? Yeah. But I, I do kind of like. I just have a feeling that if I know I'm right, I will tell you that i literally am right yeah (laughs) not in a rude way but i'll just be like let's have an argument like let's have a debate (laughs) so a debate i love a debate i love a good debate yeah Mm, but that's why i like debates because there's no overarching yes or no but i guess you can kind of do debates both ways oh yeah What, what are your other things so if i found a cause that sparks my imagination a campaigner will bring that energy that oftentimes thrusts themselves into the spotlight held up by their peers as a leader yeah i don't know mm. yeah i don't know if that is me i think i would say that i'm very creative in the way that i think and i think 
It also says that I have a very overactive imagination. And if I found a cause that sparks it, then I will kind of do everything, very big, go big mm. or go home. Yeah. So I'd say that's very accurate about me. If I find something yeah, upsetting, I, would say I find so. it really upsetting. And if I'm happy about it, I'm really happy. Mm. Like it's either indifference or I just don't care or it's... Extremes. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I really can't stand administrative tasks and routine maintenance. That's Mine said a accurate. similar thing to that. Mine said about how my my future career choice shouldn't be something that's like spreadsheets and admin. I need to be out mm. there working with people than being active. I mean, that um, is kind of what you want to do though, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's true. Do you think that applies to you or do you think that's just me? I definitely it? think it... No, mm. I think it applies to me too. I can't imagine a job where I have to sit. I mean, some people like that. They like that stability, but as, as my... Um, personality test tells me I don't like that stability I like having that creativity and freedom to do Mm. other things do you know what this is a slight tangent but it reminded me of it do you know what makes me really really uh, fascinated by the world and how exciting it is Um, my childish wonder when I love the world I think it's so cool how everyone is so different in the respect that someone could do a job that and be so passionate about it that personally I don't have any interest in but they are just as excited about it as I am about music about psychology and I found it fascinating that we are all built for certain roles in society and it's yeah. just so cool that everyone's so different I don't know I find it, it really is kind of sick how two people are never the same like you and I we joke about how similar we are and mm. we joke about being the same person but evidently we are we just got put different personality tests <laughs> exactly um, so yeah no exactly um, um also, I rely on my too much and I rely on it too much, then sometimes I can misread signals and frustrate plans that would have been more straightforward. Um, yeah, a more straightforward approach would have made it simple. Made it and simple. Um, yeah, it's kind of social stress in a way. And I'm very emotional and sensitive. And when they step on somebody's toes, they can both feel it. 100%. I read this thing about there's a difference between being empathetic and being an empath i don't know if I'm oh my god it, yes know, like, an empath yeah but i 100% if i it's really weird i kind of think it's probably a really annoying thing about me like i try to put a positive spin on it and i think you know i will take it as a good thing and i'll i you know it's kind of like a self compliment that i'm like this but it really does bother me sometimes about myself how if someone tells me if someone tells me something really sad about themselves i literally feel like i'm going through it no literally i am exactly someone the same. tells me their dad's died i will go about my day feeling oh my god i feel this loss i feel like there's this hole mm. my dad's died my dad's right here he's drinking tea in front of you what yeah. do you mean you're da- like you know god forbid but like it's just i don't know why i'm like this i just i internalize everything mm. that comes to me so much to the point where it actively like mm. uh, yeah yeah no definitely my friend um my friend Emma from uni told me about the idea of an empath when, um, and she said that she believed she was one and she told me similar stories like that and she was like, I think you are too and like, uh, I literally heard more about it and uh, that's so accurate. It's so interesting. I, yeah, and how it says like, if I rely too much on my intuition, but that's so true, I do rely on myself mm-hmm. too much. I think I trust my gut a lot, mm-hmm. like in terms of friendships and things and just generally, just interpersonal relationships. I can, mm. I think not, I think I'm, you and I maybe are particularly prone to this sort of thing, but I think people in general, you can sense when something's off. Vibes, mm. like the vibe that someone gives, energies, that is a thing. If mm-hmm. someone is giving off energy that something isn't right, anyone can feel it. And some people don't bother to look for it, some people no. are completely blind to it. But what I'm saying is I don't think anybody 
can't ever do that. I think no, everyone can if you try hard it's enough. It's just whether it you're ignoring it or not. Like, yes, yeah. Like people, I just one hundred percent believe that. Like if I step on someone's toes, it says here if I step on someone's toes, I can we both can feel it, and I completely mm. agree. I think I can just sense when something shifts. I I feel like I really can do that. I, like, no, I, I, I can definitely can. see that. No, I can definitely see that in yeah. you. I think it was really interesting to see how accurate ours are and then compare because we've always said we're so similar when actually yeah different personality types and I think also like there is so much more of it to go into that we could have gone into and I, it would have been interesting to see how much they differ so I'm sure we'll talk more part two <laughs> then please let us know I feel like follow us on Instagram yeah there's also loads of information if you fancy doing it yourself on like what sort of character you're like in friendships in the workplace in your career in romantic There's relationships so many and options yeah as and parents, parenthood yeah that's interesting i found that really interesting i i i, I can't comment on it at this stage in my life so i didn't yeah really necessary to bring up that now, but, it. um i mean even the romantic relationships it said to, it said that i was like, <laughs> most comfortable in a relationship i was like i'm sure that would be true if i ever had <laughs> if one. i had a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> i was like but I'll read this when I get to that stage in my life, though. <laughs> yeah, um, literally. Um, so, yeah, I'll read that bit. I'll read the parenthood. But, yeah, like we said, it could change throughout our lives. It so. could change throughout our lives. Um, I'd be interested to see. But it's exciting. Like, mm. it'd be nice to kind of save this now and think this is what I was like when I was younger. And this is... Because, obviously, your life experience shaped yeah, your personality. Yeah, do. So, our life experiences have shaped us to who we are now. So I am far. a campaigner. You are the main character. Yes, yeah, literally. And I did it with my mum the other day and hers was so inaccurate. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So, it, But then my brother and my dad did it and theirs was really accurate, so I guess it depends. Maybe um, your mother was the anomaly. Maybe I'll force my family to do it. That yeah. sounds oh my cool. God, get everyone to do it um, and then just see how it goes. Get, get your 10-year-old sister to do it. <laughs> oh, you know what? That would be so... She's so cute. She'd be so up for it. Oh, my God. Literally explain. Oh, that would be so adorable. I'd be so intrigued to find out what she gets. And I bet hers would, like, fluctuate over her... I, I feel like over your teenage years would change the most. 100%. See, one of my other sisters is 14. Mm. So she's probably prime moody teenager right now. So maybe hers might say she's a certain way. Whereas when she's, like, 20, like us... Mm. she'll you know i feel like change. i like um, looking back at like 14 it's probably going to be quite different or maybe i wasn't quite as introspective back then so therefore i wouldn't recommend oh 100 no i did yeah. not think about any we know one thinks about no. these things when they're like 14 oh no and we don't know enough about it we wouldn't really have no we definitely on. don't so anyway helpful. we're waffling now um but yes we are anyway but thank you very much for uh listening um we will be back. I hope you enjoyed. We will leave some links to the personality test that we took and some others that we recommend and maybe some information if you want to find out more. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next week. We've got exciting episodes coming up soon. Um, so yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, please follow this podcast here on Spotify and Anchor. If you want to find out more about us, how to look after your mental health or anything else that we have mentioned in one of our episodes, be sure to go over to our Instagram at psyched underscore podcast and give us a follow there. We hope that you look after yourself and have a good week and we'll see you for the next episode very soon.